Hello there, and welcome to uh, episode three of Cats Talk. Uh, it's our um, build-up towards Tom Hooper's uh, sure-to-be epic Cats musical, and this time joining me for, uh, you know, cat excitement is uh, Jordan McGrath. Uh, Jordan, on a scale of one to ten, how sexy do you find Taylor Swift as a cat? To be honest, rather alarmingly round about a good seven that's seven out of ten for jordan uh we'll be back with some more cats talk uh with noel next time (laughs) and uh this is actually um and by the way i'd go uh i don't know like 8.5 i i don't know we'll see what do you do with the tail that's all i ask what do you do with the tail yeah like they're, they're they're trying to make those cats the, the 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 younger female cats sexy it's weird it's it's a fairy's dream really this film there's gonna be so many creepy creepy men going to watch it just because there's good looking women dressed and designed as cats yeah i, I it, it looks it looks like a nightmare I'm really looking forward to having. <laughs> yeah, me and Laurie are definitely going to see it when it comes out. We'll probably be there first night. Can you imagine if you see it in 4DX? Like, <laughs> your chair's just going to be scratching you and shit. <laughs> to be honest, the 4DX for that would just be that lock the doors, shove 150 cats in there with you, and you're trying <laughs> to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the amount of piss and shit that would be in that cinema would be horrendous. That's uh, yeah. That's oh god. The thing is, I, I seriously, I would go see it in 4DX, but I'm pretty sure that like Star <laughs> Wars is going to be having the 4DX screenings like no one's business around that time. So um, I would though. I would see it in 4DX. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, episode three of Ian's Guide to Bondage. Uh, Jordan McGrath is here. Hi, Jordan. Hello. Jordan McGrath of the His Film, Her Movie podcast. Um, and Jordan actually asked to be on this particular episode. So this is uh, Bond's third canon adventure, um, Goldfinger. Uh, it's directed by Guy Hamilton, starring Sean Connery, Gert Frobe, Anna Blackman, um, uh, Harold Kanata, I believe his name is, uh, or Sakata. Sakata, I want to say. I should have looked that up. Harold. <laughs> I should I actually don't know. Yeah. Um Bernard Lee, uh Desmond Llewellyn, um, and others. So, George, why Goldfinger? Do you know what? It's not because I have an affinity to this film at all. It's just that it's been so long since I've seen it. Um that I just thought it's the the stable of Bond movies really. It's always held up on this pedestal as most popularity well seems that it's it's the best it's what other bond films um want to be uh, and i'm one i'm one guy who i'm not really i don't have an affinity for bond i have enjoy, i enjoy some of the movies i don't others I, but i do quite enjoy the the daniel craig run of them um quantum of Solace aside and what i just really like to see is just how 
a character, well, not really a character, but a way of telling a story has evolved since, say, 1964, which is what, what's it? That's now 55 years old. Mm. 55. And just how they tell these sort of spy stories and how it's, yeah, it, it's changed into what it is today because these were kind of like the action movies of yesteryear. And my one thing about golfing, and we'll get into it, is there's very little action. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's an interesting one because it kind of just takes these kind of odd sojourns every now and then. I, I, I think particularly of um, like the se- the kind of the introductory sequence of Tilly Masterson where, um, yes. you know, it, it's got the Bond, she's kind of like wanting to pass him and then Bond basically gets a boner because a woman wants to fucking pass him in a car. <laughs> Um, and it, even though I think that sequence is interesting because it's basically the first time in any of the films where you've got a woman who's just not into him. Yeah. Uh, and and I, which it's interesting that the, the already they're quite knowing in that, like, oh, you think every woman's going to fall at his feet, but then this woman doesn't. But to be fair, he does also turn a lesbian in this film. So they do, kind of, <laughs> you know, this kind of swings around about in it. But then also, um, that kind of odd sequence where um, the gangster um, Solo, I think his name is, um, is driven off by Odd Job, and then you've just got this like two, three minute long sequence of Odd Job like basically killing him, and then getting the car crushed, and then the car being then put into Odd Job's car, and then Odd yeah. Job driving back, and it's like, what did that actually add other than? Like Guy Hamilton's Stop got a boner the, for car wreckage. That's what I think it must have been. It must have been. He just saw. He must have seen it somewhere. That you know that looks really really cool. And let's stick. It's literally stop the film dead for a few minutes and watch this for no apparent reason. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, it's full of stuff like that. But it's for for me as well. It's like that that the Tilly Masterson subplot. It kind of goes nowhere yeah <laughs> and it it's it's there for about maybe 10 minutes and it, that actually amps the action up and gets the plot going but that plot generally dies <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, what's the point and, and i know it's like i think it's the joint um shortest bond isn't it it's still it's under two hours mm. but it could have been maybe around about the 95 and been a hell of a better film for it yeah, I mean, I think that that is the thing that um, does take it down for me. Um, I mean, it uh, uh, from the of the early bonds from Russia with Love is is my number one for kind of reasons I went to in in in, in into in mm. the last part. But this one, it does just have those those sequences which do just feel extraneous. Um, and, but then there's also some really fun sequences like the fucking the golf sequence. It's, yeah that's so random I, but i love it it just it's bond trolling goldfinger for five minutes it's it, it's brilliant um oh, excuse me and um yeah I, even the beginning you know like with the the cards and um jill masterson and like the uh, uh it kind of like the the talking to him through the radio thing mm-hmm. um Again, it, it, it's just it's Bond kind of pushing his buttons. And it's really interesting because for the first two films, 
Doctor No doesn't appear until about the last 20, 25 yeah. minutes. Red Grant in From Russia With Love is, you know, is a he's kind of a figure through the film, but he's only really properly in it for about 25 minute chunk in the kind of like the end of the second act, beginning of the third act. And and yet with Goldfinger, after the title sequence, Goldfinger is there and he's in the film a lot. And that's what surprised me from watching it because I, I mean I remember the, the overall story, but you don't really remember the the individual scenes. And it really surprised me just how much not not only is he in it, but how much Bond and Goldfinger are in scenes together because it becomes much more a sort of a challenge of wits rather than Bond trying to hunt this person down. And I kind of like that. Um, it's it, it just it just led to a different idea of. It's not just action. It's Bondy's. Well, in this film, seems to be quite bright, and he's he's not just the the, the suave character. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, and I, I I like the there's moments of humanity in it as well, like just Bond actually looking worried, um, and and looking upset even, like when he discovers Jill. Yes, it, 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 he does look like what the fuck, you know, um, and uh, when he's um, pinned, pinned down with the laser and he, it's like, OK, stop it, Goldfinger, you, you know, you made your point. And he does look genuinely nervous. And of course, he gets out of it. But even though that does, it's weird that, that then he's basically Goldfinger's prisoner. But then he's chill as fuck. Mm. Like he's just he's there having a mint julep and, you know, fucking rolling <laughs> around with honor blackman and the, it's it, it, it's almost a parody of the bond villain being welcoming because it does just look like bonds having a really fun time in kentucky uh, yeah and the thing is goldfinger is not even that threatening to if to feel like he's overbearing of bond bond i think just stays there really because he he could get away, but I think he's just so well entrenched in um, getting to the end of um, oh, it's Grand Slam. Operation Grand Slam, yeah. Operation Grand Slam, um, that that he stays. But yeah, it's for me, it's a bizarre little movie to be honest. I mean, I, I, don't be wrong, I do enjoy it, and it, the reason why I enjoy it because just watching it. With the, the with hindsight, it is the blueprint for most bonds to come, mm-hmm. um, and it has those like iconic images. For example, you've got the first Aston Martin there, mm-hmm. um, just the opening bars of Shirley Bass's Goldfinger, like that, that sends chills down your spine, and the projection on the gold bodies for the opening credits, it, that is just top quality filmmaking. Um, in my book, but yeah, it's it's a nice little travel log. It's plot, yes, sometimes it gets lost, but you you're always sort of going forward. And it, it never really lets you get bored. But yeah, as I said at the beginning, I was so surprised that like action wise, when you when you see the bonds of now, it it's much more of a spy movie than an action movie. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, even though it is. It is going in that direction though, because I mean, Doctor No is um, is is a travelogue with just Bond being cool 
And then yes. in the, in the last twenty minutes, it it kind of turns more Bond movie from Russia with Love. Again, is a travelogue, but it's also this weird like it's all this kind of like small scale claustrophobic paranoid thriller for a stretch of it as well which is amazing um but and then you've got goldfinger which kind of introduces a bit more of the of the 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 playful um the kind of the playful fun i mean from from russia with love there's the gypsy fight which is just fucking mad and again does stop the story in its tracks but it's kind of got the travelogue thing going there with goldfinger there's a lot of different places but it it does i don't know to me it feels more like like you say it's it's the blueprint it's the it's the villain it's the villain's henchman um i mean and pussy galore is fucking ridiculous um i it's I, I cannot stress enough how fucking ridiculous that entire bit is where he basically fucks her into turning into a good guy. <laughs> Pretty much. And he sort of wrestles her but in a very weird, rapey way mm-hmm. in some horse here. And it's like, well, she's obviously fighting you off, but you you keep going. It looks like he's got lips of, I don't know, it's... Does he have some like sort of serum on his lips? Because as soon as he kisses her, she completely turns. I'm like, what, what's going on? It, it's so bizarre in that sense of. I mean, to be honest, it's it is seventy percent of this film and enjoyment comes from Sean Connery, and you can understand with his charm, but you can understand also how this film gets parodied so much mm-hmm. because it, it is outrageous with some of the stuff that it gets away with. Even though I will say I do the actual what Goldfinger is trying to do, I like that Connery is like that's that's genius. You know, yes. it's a really I mean he's fucking mental, but it's a really good plan. Yeah. Um, and I I like that the whole kind of like respect for the for the bad guy thing. You don't really get that in Doctor No or from Russia with Love. Like he's quite insulting towards Doctor No and um from Russia with Love it is just spectre the the organization of bad guys whereas this like you say it's a battle of wits but i like the fact that bond does have some sort of respect for goldfinger and it's like i'm already fundable already kind of the, the prospect of rewatching that kind of worries me because they really do they they try it again with fundable and it doesn't work um mm. I, I like literally the only thing I really remember about Thunderball is the underwater sequence and the fact that it's the first one shot in scope. So right. uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm fa- uh, I'm fascinated to rewatch Thunderball, but I'm also kind of dreading it. Whereas with Goldfinger, I wasn't dreading it, and you know you're you only live twice. I'm really looking forward to watching that again. But this one, it's just this sh- short for a Bond film, sharp has its kind of moments of kind of like piddling off into nowhere, but also has enough of the classic Bond stuff to keep you going on. It does. Yeah. And it, don't get me wrong. It is. It's actually quite funny in time, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, but quick, quick, quick question. I mean, odd job. He's always see he's this iconic character, but I just find him 
slightly uh, he isn't very antagonistic and in that final scene in the final fight in Fort Knox it is one of the worst staged fights I think I've seen um, in a long time and when, when he takes his hat off and throws it he throws it about 70 meters above Bond's head I'm like <laughs> you've been so um, pinpoint precision with this hat so throughout the entire film how can you be so off the mark well yeah I mean it's Odd Job's an interesting one um, because he's basically got one party trick, and then in that final fight, he does it. He does the party trick really badly. Twice. Yeah, yeah, no, quite. And I mean, like he kill, you know, he kills Tilly Masterson, even though it kind of looks like he just bonks her on the head. Like, other, because I mean, what is it? Like the hat's supposed to be kind of like right razor sharp or something is that what it is but yeah it's i think steel uh, rimmed so yeah i think sharp as well but again with that tilly scene it's like does she die or does she just get knocked out because do we really find out you you have to assume she dies but and that's what that's what i think but when bond sort of lifts her over he looks at our job as okay she's fine but what are we going to do here? But yeah, she, she must die. But then again, you've, then you've just, there's no point in that character apart from having someone who doesn't give a shit about James Bond. I, I, I think it's literally that. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if critics at the time were like, oh, it's ridiculous that all the women just fall for him completely. And, um, you know, it's interesting I mean, like, that, she- that comes just after two movies as well, though. It's like you would think that would be like, oh, six movies in, now this. It, it is quite self-aware then, if that, if that is the case, to actually do that so early on in the franchise. Yeah, no, I mean, which is which is interesting and for um for a franchise that is pilloried for its attitude towards women. Much of it, yeah. much of it deserved. It's interesting that you've got an aspect like this, like you say, just three films into this series. Um, even though, I mean, like... No Time to Die is going to be fascinating um, mm-hmm. yeah, to see what they do with uh, uh, Anna de Armas, uh, Leah Sadu and um, uh, Vanessa Lynch. Um, it, you know, just you've got three very strong female presences there, but it's also Craig's last one. And it's like, what's actually going to get the, the, you know, what's really going to get the limelight there? It's going to be... It, it, it's going to be a fascinating to see film Twitter react to No Time to Die yeah. because you know everyone's stanning the, the 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 women, but also while at the same time saying that Bond is a is a dinosaur of a series, and it it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that cir- uh, square gets circled. I think. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm a person of here who I mean. I, I liked Spectre. It didn't blow my socks off, but I do stand by that. Um, Skyfall's not only like the best Bond movie, but it's for me, it's one of the best blockbusters of say the last decade. Mm. I, I really do love that movie. Uh, it, it is. It has everything that I really wanted. It's got the visuals. It's got a great plot. It's got great action. I think it's Daniel Craig's best performance as Bond as well, and it has a decent villain. Because um, I was so ha- I was so happy with Christoph Waltz's. Um, casting but i just felt he, he he got a bit wet 
Spectre is a bit of a whiff of the film. It, you know, it, it's it's a swing and a miss. It and to be fair, I think it was they just they got it so right with Skyfall that they just thought they could do it again. Mm. Um, you know, and the whole kind of like hiding who Waltz actually was beforehand, like they did with Cumberbatch and Star Trek Into Darkness, which is such a fucking just bullshit kind of thing. And um, you know, I, I, it's interesting though because they went back to the well with. Doc, uh, with Blofeld and there there are continuing rumours that Rami Malek is playing Doctor No um, right. and it's just really um, yeah. I, I mean to, to be fair Joseph Wiseman I mean like he doesn't get an awful lot to do in Doctor No but he is malevolent um, you know it, it's there's it, it just he's not right and to be fair, R- Rami Malek can play. He's not right in his sleep. That guy just puts me on edge. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it, it's something about his presence. And I don't know whether, maybe he's just, a, I don't know, maybe he's just a good actor, but I just, something about Rami Malek that I just find a bit off center. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see what he does with the villain role there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spectre, it's, I, I yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, again, there's a sequence where there where he fucks a widow, you know, um, yeah. which. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but saying that we're talking, we we're talking about like the Tilly character and having her and being self-aware. There is a scene where James Bond actually slaps a girl on the ass, tells her to go off because it's man talk. Man talk, and he's I just mean... like, come, and then puts on the most feminine sort of one-piece swimsuit I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah, a dink. That's her name, isn't it? Yeah, it's like dink. Say hi to Felix. Yeah, it, it's just it's. Uh, but I mean, I will say as well, Jill Masterson is uh is quite a fetching presence. Mm. I th- I think she does, and I, I think she does well in that role as well. Just like the way that she's just into Bond fucking with Goldfinger. Um, and it, and it, it's all I don't know. There's a sense of the just kind of like casual this guy's hot i'm a fuck him yeah kind you know kind of thing there um which you know with uh with from russia with love like she just seems to fall for bond like fall head over heels in love with bond and i like that with goldfinger basically the women in it just seem to enjoy like fucking him even if one of them's a lesbian you know yeah. uh, i mean again i just i can't stress that enough like bond fucks the lesbianism out of a woman in goldfinger <laughs> well if ben affleck can do it so can sean connery it's a fair point well made that um <laughs> but yeah i mean like, well, like but, to... well, if, if ben affleck can do it twice um, sean connery can do it what chasing Amy and what? Geely. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird that we lived in a time where Ben Affleck was kind of seen as being the ultimate man. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just inflated. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got much more to say on Goldfinger. Um, I don't really think so. I mean, I just it is the image, but it's just how good the image of. Um, Shirley Eaton is Jill Matheson covered in gold because that is 
it's just so striking mm. as he walks into the room in Caesar that the, the person who thought up that and well Ian Fleming mostly but yeah it's just a brilliant brilliant image and you can see how all the marketing goes to it because you are intrigued by what the hell is happening there yeah no absolutely and I mean it's again it's this sign it, it's a great show of Bond kind of trolls Goldfinger and then Goldfinger immediately has his assistant fucking murdered yeah. And, and and in a really horrifying way. No, absolutely, but I, yeah, I think it's 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 a it's it still is a decent film. It has some problems. I can't see why. To be honest, I can't see why people hold it up on this pedestal because I do think there's been way better bonds um, since. But it is it's a, it's a it, it is that blueprint. You have everything that you would really want from a bond, and it does it's does what it does well. Um, and it still has the the ultimate charm of Sean Connery in its lead. Yeah, and I mean, I, I will say as well, I think it obviously has a bigger budget than the first two as well. The first oh, two yeah. feel very stage-bound with some location shooting, whereas this, it's wide, it's expansive. There's just a lot of locations you know, uh, do you know, um, a, a lot of the budget must have went on crash mats as well, because in that final third, there's a hell of a lot of people jumping over barriers. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh. But no, I mean, it's um, it's fun. And like you say, it is it is the blueprint. I think that's why it is so remembered. And I, again, I mean, like I think that's why kind of like Thunderball gets so forgotten, because it's just the one after Goldfinger, you know, Um yeah. You Only Live Twice says, you know, it's written by Roald Dahl and whatnot. You know, it's got the volcano set um, on a Majesty's Secret Service. It's George Lazenby. It kind of feels like the ones after have something to hang their hat on. But I'll, I'll talk about Thunderball more next week. But um, so thank you, George. And uh, mm. where can people listen to more of you? Well, they can listen to me on the His Film Her Movie podcast. You can go on to all your listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. You can give us a follow on His Film Her Movie podcast on Instagram. And you can get us really wherever you wherever you want. We're on social medias. But, yeah, you just go subscribe to the podcast and you'll get a new podcast every week. We've been a bit busy, so we haven't posted in two weeks, but that's because of, well, I got married in a minute. Getting married, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what? We did plan to try and get stuff recorded, but, yeah, getting married is quite time-consuming. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> but never mind. We're back next week. Nice. Uh, so yep thank you very much George um, I really appreciate you um, you taking the time there but it was brilliant um, and back with Thunderball next time <laughs>